Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Bill Rogers. And I'm Camille Dixon, and you're listening to Stories of the Magic. Welcome to Stories of the Magic, an unofficial Disney podcast with your host, Randy Crane. Hear stories from Disney cast members, Imagineers, artists, and more right here on Stories of the Magic. And now, here's your host, Randy Crane. Welcome to episode 114 of Stories of the Magic. I'm Randy, your host. Thank you for joining me. If you're new to Stories of the Magic, we are a positive and story-filled Disney podcast offering stories from cast members, Imagineers, artists, actors, and more, including guests, promoting a mutual love of Disney, celebrating and preserving the Disney magic and legacy, and inspiring people to live their dreams just as Walt Disney did. If that appeals to you or piques your curiosity, you're definitely in the right place, and I am glad you're here. Today, we begin a two-part interview with someone I've been wanting to chat with for a long time. Run Disney sports host Rudy Novotny. Rudy has been a race announcer for a long time, a runner for even longer than that, and he has some great stories, insights, and much more, so I'm pleased to bring him to you. Before we get to the interview, this seems like a good time to remind you about the announcement that I made on the last episode. Coming soon, the first ever Listeners, Readers, and Friends cruise hosted by me. I, through this podcast and through my book, Faith in the Magic Kingdom, have teamed up with Skywalking Through Neverland podcast for this epic adventure. We're sailing on my favorite ship, the Disney Wonder, for a five-night Baja Mexico cruise, September 17th to the 22nd, 2017, and you are invited. You know, I say this is my favorite ship, and between really when I recorded the intro last time and this time... Disney made the official announcement about the refurbishment of the Disney Wonder coming this September. They're going to dry dock it for about six weeks or so and make all kinds of additions and enhancements and refreshments. And it's just going to be a fantastic ship. And so I'm looking forward to being on it again after that's done. And I hope that you will join me for it. We're going to be able to dine together, do a port adventure together in one of the ports, and even do some fun hangouts like a live podcast recording or two, a Faith in the Magic Kingdom chat, and more. All optional, all family-friendly, of course. Participate in as many or as few of the group activities as you want to. And the more people we have in the group, the more options that we'll have to do cool things. More details will come as we have them, including hopefully another podcast or two that we're working on partnering with, maybe even a special guest. But for now, your first step is to get more information from me. Go to storiesofthemagic.com slash cruisequote. And click on the orange Get a Quote button in the upper left corner to get a free, no-obligation quote. You're not committing to anything, just getting information with that request. In the comments section, mention Stories of the Magic so that I know you want to be part of our group. Or if you prefer, email me at randyc at cruisingco.com or call me at 714-697-6755. And if you missed all that contact info, you can email or call me here at the podcast instead. We've had a good response, but we need more. Yes, September of 2017 sounds like a long time from now, but we need to start planning and preparing now, because there's a lot that goes into this. Also, the ship is filling up, so the longer you wait, the harder it will be for me to keep our group together and to get you the best possible price. 
In fact, by the time I was able to work on my reservation, the category that I wanted for my family to be in was already sold out, so we've moved up to the next category, and I want that to happen to you. I know a lot of you are thinking, well, you know, let me wait until it gets closer and we'll see if I can do it or not. If that's you, I have a suggestion for you. Any money you put down now is fully refundable until final payment is due, and that's not until late June of next year. So if you think this is something you even might want to do, contact me for a quote. We'll select your room category, go ahead and put down your deposit so that we can secure your spot, get you the best price and the room that you want, and you can be included in the planning and preparation. Then, when we get close to final payment, or any time between now and then, if you decide you definitely can't do it, just let me know and we'll cancel your reservation. You'll get your full deposit back and you're not out anything. On the other hand, if you wait and see, and then decide, say, next spring that you want to go after all, the prices will be higher and there may not be any availability at all, and then you've missed out. Better to have your spot and cancel if necessary than to wait and see and maybe not get in at all. That's my suggestion anyway. And remember, you can contact me for a quote and for more information, and there's no obligation to that at all. We hope to see you on the Disney Wonder with us for a truly amazing adventure. Now, in this episode, Rudy talks about what's making him smile today, the start of his running journey, what his first race was and whether he was one and done with it, his first marathon, whether he still runs races or not, some long-run running advice, how he got into race announcing, how he got hired as a Disney race announcer, the first race he announced with his co-host, Carissa Bielert, how he recovers after a race weekend and what a weekend is like for the announcers. Believe me, it is tougher than you might imagine. Costumes, working with Carissa, some of the most fun they have on race weekend. It's something a lot of people don't really know. And how they deal with race start delays. Now a brief word from a fellow podcaster and friend, and then it's time to turn the page and begin this story. Hey, Skywalkers, this is Richard, and over here is my sweetie wife, Sarah. You can call me Jedi Tink. And we are Skywalking Through Neverland. Jimmy Mack here. When you wish upon a podcast, wish upon this podcast. These guys are awesome. (laughs) We are a fan-focused podcast that covers Star Wars, Disney, pop culture, and their fandom communities. The stuff that surrounds us, penetrates us, and binds us all together as instantaneous friends. What do you know? We showcase what people are doing in the world of fandom and talk to those who are involved firsthand in the universes that we love. This is Margaret Carey, Tinkerbell. This is Jeremy Bullock, Boba Fett from Star Wars. This is Steve Sansweet from Rancho Obi-Wan. Hey, it's James Arnold Taylor, the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I happen to be skywalking through Neverland right and now. I'm and skywalking I am through skywalking Neverland. through Neverland. And I am Neverland. skywalking through Neverland. I've always hated space travel. <laughs> skywalking through Neverland is the ultimate expression of fandom. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and our website, skywalkingthroughneverland.com. And remember, Neverland on Alderaan. <laughs> and now, this week's interview on Stories of the Magic. About three and a half years ago, I ran my first run Disney race, the Neverland 5K at Disneyland. 
I knew very little about race day, and I certainly didn't expect the one aspect of race days that's now what I look forward to the most, with the possible exception of the medal at the end, the race announcers, specifically Rudy Novotny and Carissa Bielert. I know there are a couple of others, but these are the two that I've had experience with. Today, I am happy to bring to you one of these wonderful announcers. Both a runner and a race announcer, Rudy is often described as the voice of America's marathons. It's a challenge to get up very early in the morning. Believe it or not, there are two three o'clocks every day. So most of us waiting to run are tired, usually cold, sometimes nervous, and it can be tough to be excited for what's to come. That's where amazing announcers like Rudy can make all the difference. His energy, his sense of fun, and of course, his voice make me actually look forward to those starting lines, but still not necessarily to getting up at three o'clock in the morning. Many people don't get to hear him, though, and even many runners don't know much about him beyond what they see on stage. So I'm excited to bring him to you today. Rudy, welcome to Stories of the Magic. Hey, thanks, Randy. Man, coming in right behind the medal. That's awesome. What an introduction. I love yeah, it. And, <laughs> and, you know, depending on the medal, you might come in ahead of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Those Disney medals are pretty special, and you guys work real hard for them. Well, Hey, thank you very much for having me on. That's a, a wonderful introduction. I'm looking forward to chatting with you anytime we talk about running or Disney or anything like that. It's uh, it's a good time. Oh, my pleasure. You know, I feel like I should have welcomed you with something like Rudy said, but I just can't do it justice <laughs> the way you would. <laughs> I just can't hey, do that. So stay away from my line, Randy. Stay away from my line. I, I I don't have a trademark, but that's my deal, buddy. <laughs> Although I do appreciate that you shared it with us at the starting line on a couple of occasions. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> so as we dive in, let me ask you right off the bat, what's making you smile today? You know, uh, I just have so much to be grateful for. Uh, I, I just, you know, I try to start every day real positive and just enjoy things that come up through the day. Every day's got lots of good stuff. Had a great run today. Every run's a great run hate to be so general, but it's just, you know, it's a summer in Southern California and I live in North coastal San Diego. It's kind of like paradise, Randy. And it makes me smile every day I get up and I've got an opportunity to go walk my dog and just be me. That's fantastic. It's a great reason to smile. You said you went for a run this morning. Let's let's start with running. Uh, did you begin as a runner or as a race announcer? Oh, I've got a way earlier start as a runner than a race announcer. My running goes back to, oh, man, this is killing me. Here goes for all the people that might have thought that maybe I was in my 50s, maybe, or maybe even better than that. But my running started about 1977, 78, and my race announcing more like 1996. So I've got probably uh, almost 20 years more in as a runner than as a race announcer. Wow. Okay. So how about that first one? Like what got you into running to begin with then? Well, you know, I've always, uh, always been really active and I went to a, a high school that incorporated running into virtually every sport that you did. So no matter whether it was wrestling or basketball or I was involved in ice hockey, no matter what the sport was, you ran. That was it. And they were big in cross country. So I, I kind of got a start and an enjoyment for running uh, as far back as high school. But, you know, it was more of a burden for conditioning than anything else. And then I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast in about 1973, 74. 
and everybody was running. Met a wonderful girl, got married, and she started running and started doing races and looked like a lot of fun. So I started back into running. And uh, it was, you know, really, it was it was the running boom. It was the apex of the hardcore running boom, you know, I'd say in the U.S., but also just throughout the world. Um, we had, you know, Bill Rogers and Frank Shorter and Alberto Salazar in the U.S., and there were just amazing long distance just really, really came uh, came up front and center. And I just I got excited and got swept up in the whole thing. Wow. Okay. It's a ways back, but not that far. It wasn't that. Oh, <laughs> you're very kind, <laughs> Randy. You're very kind. The wheel had been invented. Okay. Oh, so good. let's get that straight. All right. <laughs> Do I need to have a talk with Carissa? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Would you please? Would you please? <laughs> I know she gives you a hard time about your age. Oh, she's she's a blast. She she makes it fun, and and uh, I don't mind it at all. <laughs> That's good. When she can beat me in a race, she can start getting really evil with me. <laughs> so tell me about the first race that you ran do you remember it oh the first race okay that was uh my, my memory isn't the best i think it was about 1978 but i do remember that event it was the wild animal park now known as safari park wild animal park half marathon in uh in east san diego and yes my first race was a half marathon. I did it completely backwards, didn't do any 5Ks, didn't do any 10Ks, just jumped right into 13.1 miles. And it was not a flat 13.1 miles either, but uh, it, was, uh, it was quite an event and quite an eye-opening experience. I bet. Yeah, I'm somewhat familiar with that area, and yeah, I can't even imagine a flat part out in that section of the county. Randy, if there was, I never found it. <laughs> I, think, I, th I think the course had pretty much two profiles up and down <laughs> sounds about right and you know the other thing i remember is i'm kind of a minimalist with my running shoes and i, I like really light and responsive running shoes and i even remember the shoes that i wore back then and they were heavy these big fat heavy puma running shoes that I swear weighed a pound and a half a piece. And, uh, oh man, that was a long day. I bet. Uh, do you remember what your time was? You know, I don't, I'm sitting here thinking, I was, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't. So don't make me lie. You know, no, no, I, I don't okay. remember. Yeah. <laughs> but it was absolutely positively nothing impressive. So, uh, <laughs> I found people have different definitions of impressive. So that's true. That's true. But you know, it was enough. It was enough for me to kind of light the fire and and make me want more. So I guess you know it was positive experience. It, it was something that was uh, you know very important to me at the time. Yeah. So when you finished the race, you wanted to do another race. You weren't like that was great. I'm never doing this again. And then later decided to do another one. No, it wasn't really a one and done. I'm a very competitive, even just personally competitive person. You know, I, I do recall that. I was just certain I could do better. So I was just really anxious to, you know, try another half marathon or, you know, or try another race. And, and I knew I could do better, but it was, you know, it was good enough that it wet my appetite and made me want more. So, you know, I think that's a, a very positive experience to any race. 
is, you know, when you can, you know, take something away from it positively, learn from it, if, if you even have a negative experience and want to go for it again. Absolutely. I mean, I remember my first half marathon experience was actually the Disneyland half marathon when they introduced the Dumbo Double there. No. And <laughs> I keep telling people that Disney must put something in the water and the Powerade at the last uh, hydration stop because uh -huh. for a couple of miles, I thought, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. I'm never doing this again. What's the matter with me? And then I got to that last water stop, got across the finish line a mile or so later and went, that was great. I want to do this again. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Who just said that? Uh, you know what? It's it's a little fairy dust, you know, a little magic in there. I, I can't tell you everything, okay? I'm sworn to some degree of secrecy here, particularly with Disneyland, but I'll I'll try my best. So don't ask any more questions about that last water stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my lips are sealed there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Sounds like in your case, though, it didn't have to be a Disney race. Just the experience of being out there and doing it, even as tough as it was with all those hills, it made it worth going out and doing again. Yeah, you know, I just it was just a it was just a challenge. It was just something something different, something I hadn't done before. And again, you know, kind of the the inner fire, the inner competitive individual uh, was, you know, I'd have to say was kind of reborn. I, I hadn't been doing anything competitive for a while. So it was a, a renewal of, you know, really what it was, was a renewal of my competitive spirit. And, um, mm -hmm. and it was just, a, it was positive. It was fun. Everybody was having a great time, no matter how hard it was. And, and uh, it was, it was just, you know, it was again, just something that I finished and, and couldn't wait to do again, unlike some marathons that I've run, but that's another story. <laughs> So obviously you went from half marathons up to marathons. Do you remember your first marathon? And did you want to do another one after that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my first marathon, 1980, the Mission Bay Marathon, super, super flat, super flat. I mean, boy, just, I, don't, I don't know if there was more than a few feet of elevation at any time. Unfortunately, I got injured. Um, I got injured training in a, a couple months before. And to be honest, I never should have run it. Looking back, I'm glad I did, but I, while I was prepared, I went to the starting line probably at 70%. And if there's, if there's anything I can, I can impart to any listeners, and of course, what you hear from me is just my own personal opinion. Take what works for you and uh, whatever doesn't, just throw it away, and I'm totally good with that. But don't ever go to the starting line of a half marathon or a marathon without being 90 plus percent there, just really ready to go. And I was probably at 65, 70%, but I had, I had really worked hard for it. And, um, and it was a knee issue. I had a really bad, I just had a real bad knee issue. I can't remember the specifics on it, but I went and I, I ran the race. And I just remember at somewhere about mile 22, 23, something like that, I kind of had the reverse wall. You know, it was kind of like your last water station at Disney. Something happened at mile 22, 23, and my knee had been nagging the whole time, and it stopped. It just stopped, and it was fine. And I finished. I finished strong. I, I wanted, and this is another piece of ignorance because I've, I've learned over the years, 
particularly, again, for your, for your listeners, do as I say, not as I do. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. so those first few races, don't pick a time, you know, just go to finish, go to have fun, particularly for the marathon. Don't have a time in mind. The marathon is very, very difficult. So just go to finish. I mean, I really feel strongly about that, but that's not what I did. I wanted to go under 3.30, and I ran 3.29.59. So wow. I did it. <laughs> and, and we didn't, you know, again, it was back in, in the, uh, you know, back in the prehistoric era. So we didn't have, you know, we didn't have GPS. The timing was they ripped your, your tag off your number and, and made their best guess. So, um, but, but I was, you know, I, I was excited. I finished, uh, had a, a wonderful time and couldn't wait to, to run again. I made my goal and, uh, I was just, I was just beyond excited and, uh, and, and couldn't wait to do another marathon. Wow. That's an impressive finish time, even without a knee injury. I, you know, I, again, I was, I've always been pretty active and I did some really good training. I was very, very fit and it was very fortunate and it was a very, very flat course, but yeah, I was, I was, I was really happy with that time. I have no idea where I finished, you know, in my age group or any of that. And, uh, you know, at the time it was uh, a fairly pedestrian time overall, particularly in San Diego where we had so many incredible athletes. But, uh, but hey, you know what? Rudy was happy and uh, just couldn't wait to get out there and hit another 26.2. Yeah. So do you still run marathons or do you do just shorter races now? Or Well, it's been, you know, marathon's been quite a while. It's been, uh, I looked at it fairly recently. It's been 15 years since my last marathon. So it's been a little while. I just, you know, I'm not making excuses or I don't think I am. Maybe I am. Um, between, you know, all my announcing and, and other commitments, it's just, it's just really hard to find a weekend to run a marathon. What I don't have any excuses for is I do have, I do have the time to put in the training. I just don't really, uh, it's just hard to find the time to race. So every once in a while I, I'll jump into a, a shorter distance. And, and even then that's actually been pretty rare. I'm trying to think of when the last, uh, last race I did was a, a trail half marathon, um, a couple years back. So it's, it's really still been, uh, it's been a while, but, uh, it was small enough that I actually won it, which is kind of sad, not really impressive. It's actually sad. So <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say congratulations, but never mind. That's right. That's right. You know, so I, I train fairly hard. I, I train as if I'm, uh, I train as if I'm training to, to do a race with the exception of the long runs. I do a little speed work. I do hill repeats. I do hills. I do some trails when I'm not injured. Problem with aging is injuries. I'm not bulletproof anymore. And uh, injuries kind of find you. The, I never had that happen comes around and, uh, and finds you. So I've had, uh, I've dealt with more injuries over the past few years than in quite a while. And of course, as you age, the injuries take longer to recover from. But I, I think I still have a marathon out there. I'd actually like to qualify for Boston and run Boston. I have not done that. Actually, you know, people, people ask me, they, they just think because of my experience in the industry and, and length of time that I've, you know, run everything everywhere. And I have not run any of the majors. I haven't run Chicago. 
haven't run Marine Corps. I haven't run Boston, New York, you know, a lot of, a lot of big, great races out there that, uh, I have yet to experience. So I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, that I'm granted the time and injury free running to, you know, perhaps get an opportunity to do one or more of those, uh, in the hopefully not too distant future. Yeah, absolutely. I certainly hope you can. And I could tell you that as you well know, from announcing all of these races and seeing so many people cross the start and the finish lines, that uh, injury is not the sole domain of those of us as we age. Sure. At the risk of sure. making too much of this interview uh, about my running and things that I've done, you know, as I've crossed paths with you at the start and the finish line uh, for Dumbo last year, uh, I think it was five weeks, four and a half weeks or so before the race. My brother-in-law, whom I, I do almost all of the Disney races with, dropped a mini fridge on his foot and broke his toe. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, the doctor Jeez. said, no running for four weeks. You know, I don't even really want you walking much. And then he got cleared to do the race as long as he promised not to run. So we did the 10K and the half walking the whole thing. Oh my God! On his toe that had been he broke a few weeks before. You know, really, what you brought up, Randy, is is a really good point, and I can think of myself personally and many other friends that I have that have come up with injuries um, fairly close to races that had absolutely nothing to do with running. One was just shooting hoops, just taking some shots, just real casual stuff. Went up, jump shot, came down, rolled his ankle. He's out, you know, and it's like, I think we need to live in a bubble that last couple weeks. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so when you said, you know, don't start a race unless you're at, you know, 90, 95% ready. But yeah, he was not there. We should not have done that. But, you know, we're trying to get Dumbo legacy. So. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of funny, the things that, you know, motivate us and get us to do some of these silly things. And, and you know, registration's so expensive and for everything. And, you know, a lot of us travel for these things. We have hotel reservations. So I get it. I understand. I'm just saying that re-injury or worsening an existing injury just is not worth it. You know, I, I can guarantee you there's going to be more marathons. There's going to be more half marathons. There's going to be more races. So just saying, Hey, I got to bag this one and, and start looking to the next one, get some rest, do what you need to do, rehab, do physical therapy, whatever you need to do. But particularly for the marathon, I mean, you know, there's such a, a huge difference between 13.1 and 26.2. And, you know, the marathon, it's just a, a long way for a lot of stuff to happen. That's again, just my own personal opinion. Yeah, that's great advice. And I couldn't agree more. So far, I haven't run a marathon. The longest run I've done is 20 miles, which is getting close. That's a long way, buddy. That, that's halfway, halfway to the marathon finish line. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, and that, that was tough. So I imagine marathon training and doing a marathon. It's just, it's a completely different experience than a half. It is. It's a, it's a significant commitment. If, if you do it right, you know, you, you, you can, you know, what I'll, I'll say, fake a 5k or fake a 10k, you know, kind of jump in there and you, you know, do a little Galloway, run a little, walk a little, whatever, you know, what somehow, you know, we get out there and we, we cross the finish line 3.1 miles or 6.2 miles later, or maybe even 13.1, but a marathon is a significant journey. 
And, uh, and I know there'll be people out there who, you know, listeners that, that maybe did it and, 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 you know, my hat's off to you, you know, without really significant training, but you've, you know, I just, the, the way I hate to hear one and done. And, and I know what happens, you know, I understand that, but I, I just love for, you know, people to really have an amazing positive experience and want more, you know, I, I don't know, maybe that's just because what I want for myself, but it's just, it's bewildering for me to hear the one and dones because there's just so much more beyond that one finish line. But, and that's for me. Yeah, I know what you mean. So you were running for a long time, but then how did you get into race announcing? Well, you know, the race announcing kind of happened by accident. I, I showed up for a race here in San Diego uh, and I, I gotta be honest with you, Randy, I don't remember which one it was. I do remember who the race director was because essentially I showed up for the race and was getting warmed up and ready for the race and race announcer didn't show up race announcer. I don't know. I don't even know what happened to him to this day, but I, but I'm really pleased with him because the, the race director had, had seen me at a lot of her races. We kind of got to know each other just because I, I was running so many of her events. She's kind of a fixture in the San Diego running community and, and puts on a lot of small, but really fun events. And she saw me there and she said, Hey, Rudy, how about just, hanging the shoes up for today and grabbing the microphone and just kind of, you, you know, you know, everybody here, you know, what's going on. Just go, you know, just go ahead and do, just talk, talk to it. You know, and, and, and it'll be fun. Yeah. And so, and I'll give you, I'll give you your next three or four races, no charge. And I'll, you know, I'll refund your money for this one. So I said, hmm, three, four free races. Yeah, I can do that. So I did. Sounds like a good trade. Yeah, it sounds like a great deal to me. You know, I think it was it was either a 5K or a 10K. That's for sure. It wasn't a half marathon or anything like that. And I had a blast. I had a, a lot of fun and just kind of winged it. And and uh, I mean, I've been a ham and a, a show off for probably since I was two. And, uh, <laughs> and it just I had a great time. It was just really, really fun. She liked it. Everybody seemed to respond really well. And uh it was a really fun experience. But then about a week later, I go to the mailbox, get an envelope. And it's from, it's from the race director. Oh, well, this must just be, you know, my, my bibs or, or whatever for the next several races. Yeah, that's what it is. Or maybe just a little thank you letter or something like that. Randy, there was a life altering item in that envelope. She wrote me a check. Oh, it was a check for like a hundred bucks. So that was it. I was a professional. That's <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so that was a star was born. Yeah, right. Anyway, <laughs> I'd actually been volunteering a good bit for the uh, for the San Diego Marathon. Great folks at In Motion. Um, I was kind of on the board there and uh, was one of the um, I guess I'll call one of the lead volunteers and, and had worked with them and they had a great race announcer, Michael Curran. And, uh, I, I really admired him. He had a, a real great way, excellent vocal quality and things like that. And I ended up like being second Mike to him and kind of working in with Mike. And, and then they gave me, uh, they gave me a shot from there and I got other opportunities and it just kind of, kind of snowballed and, and, uh, you know, and, and became, more and more and more. And I was, I've been, you know, very, very blessed, very fortunate to have people um, trust me and, and give me some opportunities that, you know, I frankly don't know that 
I necessarily deserve, but it's worked out really, really well. And it's been just, uh, just so much fun. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that for at least tens of thousands of people, that's probably the best hundred dollars that race director ever spent. <laughs> well, that's very kind of you. I, I should have framed that check, but no, I, I had to get that thing to the bank. <laughs> right. Frame the check, buy groceries. Hmm. There you exactly. Yeah, yeah. Not not anything I had to think a lot about. Not at the time anyway. <laughs> yeah. So then how did you end up getting hired as a race announcer for Disney? Well, you know, I um I, I was doing quite a few events. I was doing uh Long Beach Marathon, um I you know was working for again the people at San Diego Marathon. It was I had a lot of events. I, I was uh, I had a, several years in and I got a phone call gentleman uh that called explained that he was with uh with disney and uh and and run disney specifically and that they were looking for uh, a race announcer for uh, an upcoming event a, a new upcoming event which was going to be called the disneyland half marathon in um and i'm pretty sure it was 2006 and they had actually gone and kind of recruited and looked looked around and they had already seen me and heard me and um and asked if i'd be interested in uh, auditioning for the part as race announcer for their event and um i don't know i must have been full of myself at the time and i said what you mean driving in and taking the time and, and actually like auditioning nah nah you guys have already seen me you've already heard me at the time i probably had 250, 300 races experience. I had, I had a, you know, I had a, a pretty good resume. And I said, no, I'm, you know, if you want to, if you want to audition or you want to interview me, we can, we can do it on the phone or whatever, if you'd like. But I, I really, you know, I don't think coming into audition should be really necessary or appropriate. Oh my gosh. What was I thinking? <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty gutsy. <laughs> it was really gutsy. So they said, yeah, you know, we already heard you. You're right. That's fine. So look, why don't we do this? Is it okay with you if we will do a phone interview? We're looking at three people. You're one of them. And uh, I'll just tell you that the, the, theme, of the, the theme of the race will be uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And um, so we'll give you a call next week and we'll do a phone interview. I said, sure, no problem. So that day came up and they called and I greeted them with a, I good to hear from you, gentlemen. What be happening today? And what be keeping you from calling me earlier? And <laughs> what I heard after the fact was they looked, there was two people. They looked at each other and said, we're done. He's the one. That's it. He's got it. Well done. So, so that was it. And I, I, <laughs> I was on for uh, the first uh, Disneyland half marathon and uh, oh man, it was so much fun. And I, you know, Randy, I spent, I spent probably most of the morning in that pirate. And the next day I had no voice, none. I was, my voice was just totally growled out. I just, I had no idea. I thought I was being cute and I was being stupid, so, <laughs> but, but it was just such a fantastic experience. So much fun. Disney really put a lot of, uh, a lot of effort into the production and we had, you know, just with the characters, it was, it was of course so different from anything else that, that I had ever done before. 
you know, I, I never had a rehearsal before. I get up early. I go do my thing. I have a script in most cases that I work with. And, um, and that's it. But boy, you got a rehearsal, you got characters, you got introductions, you got, you know, Disney is just a, a, a different animal. And it just kind of started there and, uh, and mushroom for there. Boy, looking back, no, I, I'm, I'm very lucky. I should have gone to that audition or, or maybe I wouldn't have gotten it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you might have just been lumped in with the others if you had gone and just kind of lined up with everybody else. Exactly. Hey, who is this old guy? Yeah, yeah, it was next. <laughs> <laughs> right. So was that first race, the, the Disneyland Half Marathon there, uh, did you announce that one with Carissa or did she come in later? No, that was, uh, you know, that was when I did pretty much everything by myself. I did the full expo. I did the, um, I'm trying to think if there was a 5k. Yeah, we had a five, Oh, we had a 5k and we had a kids run and the half marathon and we did it all. I mean, I, I did it all. Carissa came in. I think Carissa came in about 2011. I think, I think she came in for about the, it was, it was the fifth or sixth Disneyland half marathon that they, they brought her, they brought her in, you know, they asked me, they said, you know, Hey, are, you, you think you'd be okay working with, you know, another individual and, and what do you think about sharing the mic? Yes. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes please. absolutely. Please. They showed me her picture and I said, yes, absolutely. That one. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a, you know, I really think it was a, just a perfect match from, from day one. She'd had a lot of experience. Carissa is much more experienced than a lot of people even know. I, and she's been doing this since she was a teenager and um, she's, she's got just a lot of race and even non-race um, experience on camera, on mic, and, and she's just, just a delight and, and so much fun. And I, I think we really have a great chemistry together, and I, I really value her as a, as a co-announcer. She's, she's awesome. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. Just from a spectator race participant perspective, I think you guys are great up there together. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's just, you know, we have, we, you know, we, we go to have fun and, and, I really, I really sincerely believe that if I slash we have fun, then I think everybody else will too, you know? So that's kind of what we go for. And, and I insist on having fun because if I'm not having fun, I'm going to take my toys and go home. Mm-hmm. It's a great strategy. Yeah. So you did a few <laughs> years of just you up there. You know, I look back on it, Randy, and I think, and it's not just Disney. I, I, I did races like the LA Marathon and a number of other ones by myself, six, seven, eight hours without another mic. And, you know, there to the bitter end after having done two or three days of expo from start to finish, what was I thinking? You know, I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's a blast. Don't misunderstand me. It's also really hard work. Now I can hear all the listeners going, yeah, it's a lot of work. I can tell. <laughs> but it really is. You know, I I think once you get fairly good at something, it doesn't look like work or sound like work, and that's wonderful and and we get wonderful compliments from people that, you know, say that we we look like we're just having a great time, which we are, but it really is hard work and your voice particularly by the end of a long weekend, you you get whacked even working together. When you're done, you're done. Yeah, I can imagine after the end of 
whatever the last race of a, a particular race weekend is, you pretty much just have to go home and don't make a sound if you can for a couple of days or so at least. Very true. Very true. Generally, what I'll do is my Mondays are mine. And in some cases, I, I really actually try to be virtually mute. And I, I, I don't call most of my friends. No, it's not a day you call me if it's a race weekend. Just not a good idea. You can text me. You can email me. Glad to uh, communicate that way, but don't look for the voice. <laughs> right. You know, then you were doing the expo and all the races by yourself. Now you have someone that you do them with. But still, what is a weekend like for you as far as like what what all do you have to put into that? Well, you know, it depends on what the commitment is and, and the race itself. You know, if, I, if I'm talking about Disney specifically, it's pretty significant as most of your listeners who are Disney fans or Disney runners and have experienced the weekends know that there's a lot going on. We've got two three-day expo. We've got the 5K in some cases, also the 10K, half marathon, got the kids races, and um, Disney <laughs> Disney wake up calls are <laughs> early. <laughs> There's all your listeners shaking their head. You bet they're early. <laughs> and <laughs> if they're early for the runners, I got news for you. We're up before you are because we've got costuming. In some cases, we have makeup. In some cases, we got little mini rehearsal. And so it, it gets crazy, you know, um, it, it depends. Orlando is generally earlier than, than Disney Anaheim, but I, I can have three or four days where um, I report to the hotel lobby and get picked up at about 2 a.m. consistently. So it's a long day. It's a, it's a long day. When do you go to bed when or in order to be ready at 2 a.m.? Oh, I'm so, you know, I'm so bad at that. I, you know, I, like I know Carissa sacks out at like seven o'clock and or eight o'clock and stuff like that. I'm just not good at that. You know, I might be in bed at, at eight or nine, but I, I just, I don't sleep particularly well on race weekends. So I'll be up doing something really dumb, like watching a bad movie or something else until 10 o'clock, you know, 10 o'clock, 11 wow. o'clock. And, and yeah. So 2 AM comes by really, really fast. <laughs> yeah. If you've ever been up at a certain point, you're like, you know, I should just stay up. It's really not worth it at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're tossing and turning. And, you know, if I'm not sleeping well and, and you know, I, I've checked the clock for the 37th time and and it's <laughs> 1130 or 12 o'clock. It's like, well, this is this is useless. This is, you know, might as well just like you said, just stay up get ready, whatever. But, but that hasn't happened. At least I catch a couple hours, you know, it all, it all seems to work out. Well, that's good. That's definitely good to hear. Do you remember what the theme was of the race weekend? That was the first one with Carissa. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I do not. I do not. I just, I just know that every time I work with Carissa, uh, and we were costumed, which is, you know, pretty much all the time. She, she looks incredible in whatever they whip up for her. And she just looks amazing. And I just look like, okay, I look like this goofball who doesn't belong in what I'm in. And I'm next <laughs> to this, th this gorgeous woman with the most beautiful blue eyes. 
in and smile who's in something that's like really cool or really or that she's just totally rocking and then yeah i'm the guy next to her whatever (laughs) (laughs) well i'll tell you the agents of shield uniform or outfit that you guys have worn i think you both pull those off pretty well that was that was fun yeah that one was that one was cool you know it was kind of kind of a simple theme but uh yeah, we uh, I, I think we we looked the part. That was that was definitely fun. Now some some are some are a little more ornate than others, but uh, but it, but it's always fun. And and to be honest, just so you know, your listeners know, ninety nine point nine percent of the time we have no idea what they're going to put us in until we do a, a costume check. The you know we, we might know the theme, the general theme, but we have no idea what they're actually going to do. And I swear. They take great delight in torturing me with various costumes or ill-fitting things. I, I swear to that. <laughs> Have there been any that you've looked at and said, "Yeah, that's just not going to work"? You, you know, somebody asked that, and I got—I got to tell you, I got to pat myself on the back, Randy. I'm a pretty good sport. Whatever, I'll do it. Now, nah, I'm just <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I dare you to try to, to find something I won't wear. So, you know, <laughs> boy, I hope none of the people in costuming hear this. Uh, this interview, but uh, no, no, I have not put my foot down yet, and I do say yet. <laughs> right, you do reserve the right. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, Randy, here's proof. It definitely was a Disneyland half, but I can't remember what year it was. I think it was. I, I would be guessing it was about two years, two or three years. It was either '08 or '09, and I was the chicken. In, in Toy Story at Al's Toy Store. I mean, <laughs> it was the most sorry costume of all time, and I'm I'm still in therapy over that one, but but I'm doing very well. So. Oh, good. That's glad. That's good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, you really will wear just about anything. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm telling you, I'm I'm a good sport. I'm a good. He's yeah. a good sport, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Are there any costumes that you've looked at and thought, oh, that one's going to be great? And then as you've had to wear it, it turned out to maybe not be as good as you thought it was going to be? Um, yeah, yeah. There was a couple that, you know, wouldn't. <laughs> there was one or two that, that the bottoms just didn't want to stay. They needed a little help staying up, you know. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, yeah, you know, a, a costume, uh, costume malfunction is fine for some people, not for me. And uh, <laughs> fortunately, you know, we had no specific malfunction, but. But I know I was concerned the whole time. But it, you know, thankfully everything seemed to work out. That's that's good. <laughs> I'm curious about something else with you and Carissa as well. Obviously, now she gives you the hardest time about a bunch of things, mainly your age. <laughs> did she start right away with that, or did that come in a year or two later? No, I think it, I think it was uh, it was something that we gradually kind of worked into. And, uh, you know, she, she's got a great sense of humor and, and fantastic sense of timing. She knows exactly when to slide things in. And, you know, again, giving myself a little credit here. I'm a good sport. I, I'm an open book. Sure, go ahead. You know, have at it. <laughs> I you know it's it, we're, we're still at the point where she can't beat me in a race yet. So she can make all the fun she wants with the old guy. But I'm still waiting for her at the finish line. So that's my my saving grace in that whole deal. Right. But oh, she's you know it's all you got to be self-effacing. You know, if you take yourself too seriously, you're going to be in for a lot of disappointment in in this life. And uh, 
I, I like to be able to laugh at myself and, you know, be the butt of a, of a good joke or two. And, and she makes it fun and I'm totally good with it. That's good. Has there been ever been any of those digs that she gets in at you in good fun that have just completely caught you off guard? Of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she, yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was a good one. I, I remember, I remember one particularly that I, um, there was a non-scripted moment where I referred to my ex-wife and she looked at me and she said, Oh, which one? <laughs> Rudy's been married more than more than once and uh, it was just it was perfect. I queued it up unintentionally. She went for it and it was actually very well delivered. Very very well delivered. So, like I said, she's got a, a great sense of humor. She's got excellent timing and uh and I don't mind being the straight man if you will from time to time. She's uh she's again super fun to work with. Nice. Yeah. Uh, has that role ever been reversed and you've been able to get one in on her? Um, you know, I'm trying to think. I'm sure I have. I'm sure I have. I just don't I don't recall any of them. You know, I'll, I'll tell you what, some of the most fun we have on race weekend is something that people you know, really don't know much, if anything, about at all. And that is during the waits, you know, the, these 2 a.m., as you know, things don't really start until five or, you know, a little before five, first time we get on stage. So we're in trailers having a little breakfast doing, uh, you know, maybe looking over a script for a minute or two. We've already had the script. So the, we really don't need to be there that early, but we have had such a fantastic time just waiting for things to happen. The laughs between uh, Carissa and John Pelkey, um, in January for the uh, marathon weekend, we get Creek Kelly and we just cut up, you know, and just some of it is just silly. Some of it is just, these people need more sleep, but we, um, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we have such good relationships and we enjoy each other so much that we, we just crack each other up. Sometimes it's just looking at YouTube videos and being just a bunch of goofy high school kids. Uh, again, all, all of us just insist on having a good time. And some of those best times are in the trailer waiting, waiting for things to happen. Yeah. So when you get up on stage, you don't, you're not standing right around the corner going, okay, we're going to get up there. It's time to have fun. You're already having fun and you just carry that up onto the stage with you. It, it, you know what? Very, very well put. It, that's, it's just an extension of what we've been doing for the last couple hours. Exactly. <laughs> and I know it must be a challenge for you guys to some extent. I mean, most of the races go off relatively smoothly especially as far as what you need to communicate to the race participants but there's been times where you know there's been some kind of issue uh, i know there was the uh was it the wine and dine uh issue last year and then the one that i remember was for was that for star wars either for star wars or for avengers where the 5k was delayed by about 20 minutes because there was something on the course they needed to correct and you're the ones who have to be up there telling us. So you're going to have to wait and still kind of trying to keep us entertained and occupied without necessarily really knowing when you get to go back into following the plan and things uh, starting to pick up. Do you just kind of riff off of each other or how do you deal with delays like that? You know, it it can be really, really hard because – um you know, everybody's ready to go. We know that. I mean, Carissa's a runner racer. I am too. Um, John Pelkey, not so much. Um, but love you, John. Um, <laughs> but, 
But and we know when you guys are ready to go, you're ready to go. The delays are the worst. The, just they're the worst things that can happen. And sometimes they're completely unavoidable. They just happen. And, you know, of course, wine and dine was a, a weather issue and it was a, a very well called for delay and uh, and, you know, and, and change in the whole you know picture of the event. Uh, and Star Wars, I believe, was a course issue. And, and things happen. You know, things happen that are completely out of control of the race director or the course director and and stuff happens. So, yeah, you know, for Chris and I, it's a it's an opportunity to kind of stretch, you know, stretch it and entertain a little more and tell some really bad jokes and try to keep you guys uh, happy and, and focused as you're waiting in Corral Triple X to uh, <laughs> When you know from when we do start, you've got anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes or more to actually get going. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate. Um, it does happen. When you run enough races, you see it happen. In my career, I've had, you know, very, very significant delays. I've had to deal with cancellations. And, you know, some, some of the, the uh, delays were for things that were just absolutely bizarre. But, um, you know, stuff happens. Well, now I got to ask, what are some of the bizarre things? Well, you know, it's not really a happy thing, but we had an event in San Diego where along the course, someone... That brings us to the end of this week's show. A very special thank you to Rudy Novotny for being my guest and to you for listening. Come back next time for part two, where we talk more fun running and Disney stories, what inspires him, and a great new project he's involved in. Remember to contact me for more information or to get a quote for the podcast cruise on the Disney Wonder in September of 2017. I want you to join us. I want you to have the spot that you want, and I really don't want you to miss out. All the contact information is in the show notes, so if you missed it at the start of the show, check it all out there. Now, I've already asked you to do something, so I'm not going to overcomplicate this outro with a bunch more. Instead, I'll just say that I'd love to hear from you with a story about what you love about Disney or if you're doing something special because of that love for Disney. Maybe something about Disney got you into running, and now you're doing some of these Run Disney events. That was the case for me. Maybe you've had an experience like that, and maybe you've even got a special memory or a fun story about Rudy and the race announcing that you've experienced. Email me at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call the listener feedback line at 734-23-STORY. Subscribe to Stories of the Magic in iTunes, the Xbox Music Store, on the website, Stitcher Radio, or through Google Play Music. If you like the show, please rate and review it in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever else you listen to the show and can rate it. It really does help. You'd be surprised at how much of a difference that two things can make. One is leaving a review, which only takes a couple of minutes, and the other is subscribing. If you're just usually someone who downloads an episode here and there, subscribing makes a big difference, too. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, visit storiesofthemagic.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this or any episode. While you're there, check out the show notes for useful links from each episode, too. You can also get our social media links there. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Stories of the Magic. There will be other days and other stories. And this tale continues next time. You've been listening to Stories of the Magic with Randy Crane. 
If you have feedback, want to share a story of your own, or even be a guest on the show, write to Randy at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call our listener feedback line, 734-23-STORY. And don't forget to visit the website, storiesofthemagic.com for show notes from this and every episode and to leave your comments. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, live your dreams and make the magic in your world.